This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast on what is a very, very busy April week. We are getting ready for the NBA playoffs. We are getting ready for the final couple of days of uh, NHL with some things still to decide, including the Islanders will or won't make the playoffs. I think they will. Uh, And we finish up with, of course, uh, the Masters. And uh, tomorrow, let me also mention that we will have a uh, podcast with UConn head coach Danny Hurley. So be looking for that. We'll have that up for you in the next uh, installment. But first, let's get to a look back at yesterday's action at Augusta, which really never lets you down. I mean, the Masters, it wasn't vintage. We didn't get the finish that we wanted, but we still got a wonderful afternoon of golf. And there was that moment. It was right when Scheffler made the 40-footer that everything was coming together. Mickelson was charging. Scheffler was charging. Four or five other guys were charging. Kepka was coming back to the field. Rom was making a move upward. And it seemed like we were going to have one of the classic afternoons. It didn't unfold exactly right, but we still got a lot. But you know what we learned yesterday from the Masters? What we learned is how much we have lost in golf in the last couple of years. How much we have lost as spectators and how much the game has lost and the players have lost. Because we put everybody back together this weekend. We put the PGA guys and the live guys together this weekend. And what do we get? We got a great golf tournament. One that was interrupted unbelievably all weekend by vicious weather, terrible weather, rain delays, cold, then wind, then this, then that, then fallen trees and stoppages. This tournament was shut down twice. And it still gave you that sunny Sunday of action that it only can provide. There's nothing like the Masters on a Sunday afternoon. But here's the thing that I took away from it. How much have we missed what we saw yesterday? When you look at the board after yesterday's action, what do you see? You see Rom, who is one of the two best players in the world, winning his green jacket. He and Scheffler are the best players in the world. Scheffler had a rough weekend with the putter. If he didn't, he might have won back-to-back Green Jackets, he played unbelievably tee to green. He just couldn't make a putt all weekend. And then when he finally dropped a putt, a bomb, and went to six under, he then went to 12 and put the ball in the azaleas and double bogeyed. 
Had to take a drop, missed the putt for bogey, double bogey, and he was gone in the afternoon. That was it. His charge was over. But he missed probably, and he's a great putter. He missed probably on the weekend or the whole tournament, about 15 putts he usually makes. He had so many putts that he missed, it wasn't Scheffler-like. Right. So he still finished four under. He still finished on the board, but the bottom line was he could have had so much more. So that's the two best American players. They are that. They'll continue their way through this year. It's Rahm and Scheffler. They will be favored at the top of every tournament because they're the two best players in the world right now. You had Spieth make his typical Masters run. He loves Augusta. He can get hot at any moment. He got cold in the craziness of, you know, Saturday and then Sunday morning. He got hot on Sunday afternoon. And if he had played 15 right and then not lost his tee shot on 17, he put a, could have put a real scare into everybody and maybe got the double digits yesterday. He was on his way to that if he had had just two shots back. He could have gone to double digits on the day. That's how hot he got. Mickelson we'll get to in a minute. And then Kepka. Kepka has been... First of all, he's been in, in exile. We all know he's not happy on the live tour. He admitted this week that he took the money because he thought after he came back too early from his knee operation, he came back too early, he played miserably, and he thought his career was over. And the reason he took the live money he told us was because he thought his golf career was going to end abruptly, very quickly. And he did it because he figured, let me put this money away because my career might be over. That's how bad I feel the last 18 months. Well, he's gotten past that now and he doesn't like where he is. But what we saw from him was he is usually the guy who, when he is on top, just shuts the door. He is always the tough talking macho guy out there who dominates in the big event. But yesterday, let's be honest, he gagged. He absolutely gave us a, for a top player who has always been great in the big event, looking to become a five-time Masters winner, which puts you in the rare, a five-time major winner, which puts you in the rarefied air of all time. And they had that green jacket. And instead, let's be honest, what we needed yesterday was what we don't get from the very polite Trevor Immelman as a analyst is we needed Johnny Miller or Fowler to tell us what was happening. And that was that here is a top player who is just gagging his way around Augusta because Kepka was awful yesterday. He, ha- he just completely fell apart. He unraveled yesterday in front of our eyes like he has never in a big spot. I mean, unraveled. Nobody was expecting what we saw from him yesterday afternoon. He was terrible. And Rom was good. Rom hit more greens and regulation than anybody except a 52-year-old guy who we'll get to in a minute. But what I take from all of this today is sadness. 
because you know what? I have, I love watching golf. I really like playing golf. I love watching golf. I was glued to the set Saturday morning, Sunday, all day yesterday. We had a room full of people watching every shot of the Masters. But you know what we had yesterday? We had people rooting against Kepka. The whole room was rooting against Kepka, and the room was rooting against Phil Mickelson, which never would have happened in the past. Everyone would have been going crazy for Phil. Instead, they don't like him now because of what happened. Because nobody likes that these guys left and went and took what a lot of people see as dirty money, but also just tore this sport apart. This sport has been hampered. It has been completely, really beat up by all these players leaving. First of all, I got to tell you honestly, just use me as an example. I never watch a live event. I can't stand it. I don't even look where it is. But here's the other problem. I'm never watching PGA events anymore. They can't hold my attention most weeks. It's boring. I like Scheffler. Rom's an interesting player. It's not enough. We missed the guys. You had three live players there yesterday finishing the top six. You had Reed, who people don't like. But you know what is a compelling player? You had Kepka, who is one of the top players in the world, who has obviously been a dominant player, been the most dominant Masters major player since, since Mickelson or Woods, been the most dominant player of the younger guys as far as the majors go. Yes, he's been injured for the last 18 to 20 months. And came back and looked like he was going to blow the Masters apart. And Rom chased him down. And he was, tra- he was terrible yesterday. And then you have Phil, who, let's be honest, took $200 million reportedly for whatever reason. I don't know why Phil needed an enormous infusion of money. And why he put being one of the most popular figures in all of American sport. On the line. And had his life turned inside out. And he looks awful. First of all, let's be honest. Phil looks emaciated and orange. I don't know what's going on with him. I have no idea. But I'll tell you yesterday, he played brilliantly. As he's never played on the live tour because Phil needs the stage. And he got his money that he needed, that infusion of capital, for whatever reason. That's his business, not mine. But he clearly needed that money for some reason. And he put his life on the line. And look at him. He's not happy. Kepke is not happy. These live guys aren't happy. They took the money. That's the bottom line. And money doesn't make you happy. Here is the perfect example that money doesn't make you happy. Do these guys look happy? Does Kepko look happy? He never looks happy. Does Dustin Johnson look happy? Does Phil Mickelson look happy? He looks like he's the most miserable guy. He looks like he lost his puppy. He looks like he's walking around looking for his dog. 
He looks terrible. But he got on the grandest of stages and he played like Phil. And he lit the place up. And you know what? John Rahm had a day yesterday. He won a green jacket yesterday. No question. He became the first European. How about this? Became the first European player to ever win the Masters and the U.S. Open. Ever. He now has two majors. He's on his way. And he's still a young man. And he's a tremendous talent. And he has answered in the history that he so is compelled by. And he has followed in the footsteps of the legendary, and if you don't know his appeal and his game, of Seve Ballesteros, who so influenced all the young Spanish players, but also so many European players with his swashbuckling, brilliant game. Seve gone way too soon from brain cancer. But left an indelible, it's an incredible mark. And it, and all he thought about yesterday was Seve, Seve. What he brought up was Seve and what Seve meant. So he did that. But you know what? On a day that should have belonged to Ram, the day belonged to Phil. The biggest star on that stage yesterday wasn't Ram, and he won. It was Phil. And we all saw what we've lost. We've lost those kind of performances. He shot 31 on the back nine. He's 52 years old. He shot 31. He shot 65. At 52 years of age. And showed you why he's Phil. Nobody can do what Phil does. He can light the place up. He can explode it. And we don't have that anymore. At an age when Phil can still obviously do that. I mean, the amazing thing about Phil, if you know his game, was he was hitting every fairway and every green. He never did that in his prime. Every fairway, every green. And he said it. He saw it coming because he said after Friday's round, after he had two rounds in the, in the book, he said, I have not been able to put it together. He said, the first day, I didn't play that well. He said, the first day I played well, I didn't make putts. The second day, I didn't play as well, but I made putts. I scored. He said, I'm going to, he said, if I can put both together one day here, we're going to have some fun this weekend. Well, it didn't come in round three, so he was forgotten, and then it came on Sunday afternoon. And it showed you how much Phil misses what he has given up. He got paid a lot of money, but he lost a lot of everything he had. He was as popular as any golfer since Arnold Palmer. Maybe one of the most popular athletes in the entire world. He was beloved in this country. 
Why? Because he played a game where he took chances. He took he played a game where he was up and down like a roller coaster. He played a game that was so high when it was high and so low when it was low. And he'd screw up, but he'd also be utterly brilliant. And he brought it an excitement that people just couldn't do without. And then he's getting booed everywhere. And yesterday, he went out there this week, and all you heard about was Phil didn't talk at the at the champion's dinner. Phil didn't go in and meet the media, where he usually held court all the time at Augusta. Phil was walking around like he was just completely out of it. Nobody was paying attention to him. The fans didn't care about him. People were not paying any attention to what he was doing. And then, even early on as he attacked the course yesterday afternoon, it took a while till the fans finally said, you know what, Phil, we're mad at you. We're not, we don't care. And they looked the other way and they don't care. And then all of a sudden, they had to buy in again because they saw what they had been missing was Phil on the charge. They had been missing. And finally, by the time he went 18 and made the putt, the place went crazy. And they said, hey, we still do love you. We're mad at you, but we love you. They never liked Kepka, And they're mad at Kepka. They never liked Reed. And they're mad at Reed. They loved Phil. And they're mad at him. They don't like anything about this live tour and this live tour has ripped the heart out of American golf out of the PGA tour. PGA tour can ignore it. They can make their own changes. They can hope for Scheffler and Rom to carry it, but those guys are missed and those guys know what they have lost. Think about it. My viewing of the PGA tour is down at least 50%, maybe 75. I've never turned the live tour on. Never. Phil has never played decently on the live tour. Why? Because that stage doesn't give him anything to play for. Forget that format. Forget him telling you how much he likes the format. He's lying. Look at his play. He went to Augusta yesterday and he, and he was alive again. For the first time since he left, he was alive again. Kepka was alive again. Reed was alive again yesterday. They were like, wow, this is great. Too bad it's only for one week. This is great. Now we got to go back and play that thing, which they all did for the money. So to me, what this Masters showed me, it was a big day for Rom. It was another chapter in the amazing, amazing golf career of Phil Mickelson. But it showed everybody how much we have lost. We miss Phil Mickelson. We miss Brooks Kepka. We miss those players. And more than that, they miss us. They miss our golf tour. They miss playing big events. They miss everything about this. And these two 
ruling bodies have got to be able to put the sport back together. If they can't, both sports will continue to be hurt dramatically. Both tours and both factions will continue, and the sport itself will continue to be hurt dramatically. And it has been hurt dramatically by those guys leaving and this tour starting up. And I can tell you, I'm telling you, if they played the live tour 10 minutes from my house, I wouldn't go. I I don't care. They're not playing courses I care about. They're not playing for anything I care about. You can't create that stuff. You can't create what Augusta gives you. You can't create what a U.S. open site gives you or what a major gives you. And that's why they all got back at Augusta. There's already talk that they're not going to let everybody play next year. And I saw the subtle stuff early on in the coverage. Unless you were really at the top of the leaderboard, they weren't showing the live players. Mickelson played a hot round in round two and never was on TV once in all the time I watched the coverage. He would have been on every 10 minutes. Tiger was on every 10 minutes, and he was basically just limping around. And he was on forever. Phil would have been too, but they decided they weren't going to cover the live guys until they had to. They had to cover Kepka. He was leading the tournament. So where are we? We're nowhere. We need to fix this thing. But the big, what Phil said yesterday was, everyone has said my game was gone, that it was over. I showed you that it's not. It's just been dormant because I don't get any energy and I need energy. I need to feel it. I need to feel the crowd. I need to have some history. I need to care about the cause before I'm going to go out and perform. Kepka basically told you he's unhappy on the tour. He told you he took it, took the money because he thought his career was over. And he showed yesterday that it wasn't, but I'll tell you something else. He's got to recover from this because he takes a big hit yesterday. And if we had had a Johnny Miller yesterday doing the analysis, he would have told you you're looking at a great player who is absolutely gagging it up, is is, is really just come out here and choked his way around Augusta, and that's what he did. And I didn't think Brooks Koepka, with his toughness, was ever going to do that. He might get beat, but this yesterday... Rom didn't take it from him. He handed it to Rom on a silver platter. All Rom had to do was play okay, and it was over. That's how bad Kepka was. Kepka gagged yesterday. And I rarely ever say an athlete gagged, but Kepka, who has been as mentally tough a player as you can be in his career, and has always had that swagger, he gagged yesterday. He fell apart. He fell apart the way Greg Norman. And what I take from it was, I told you, kind of sadness. Because we don't have any more of these days 
because we have the PGA here and live here. And it's not working for anybody. All those guys got were money, and look at them. Just look at Phil. You think Phil's happy? He looked like he had been in exile for two years. And you know what? He has been. They have been. They were brought back to Gulf civilization. They were brought back to the hollowed grounds of the most well-known and historic course in this country. People can talk about other courses and what they mean. There's only one Augusta. Everybody knows it. It's the only major where it's played in the same place every year. And anybody who knows golf knows every bit about every hole. Because that's what it has. And that's what it offers. It's the only time where the fans know exactly what they're watching. When you watch any tournament and any course, you don't know everything about that course like you do at Augusta. At Augusta, you don't have to be told what's going to happen at 12 or what's going to happen and they they still have 13 and 15 to play and then how hard it is to score on 16, 17, and 18. You know that. You know how to play the back nine at Augusta because you know the back nine at Augusta like the back of your hand because you've watched it your whole life. And that's why there's only one Masters. And when they go back to play their live events and they leave a void in the PGA as big as the Grand Canyon... And they go back to oblivion with all their money and all their jets and everything else and tell you how well they're doing when they're doing lousy. And then the PGA tries to tell you how well they're doing when they're doing lousy. You come to the same realization that I did yesterday, and that is how much we've lost and how this sport better get its act together. A couple of asides. Number one. Can they stop making Rory McIlroy a favorite in these tournaments? I mean, is it ridiculous? The announcers all take a dive for him. You watch previews of every big event, and everyone tells you how great Rory's playing leading up to the event, and then Rory doesn't do anything. (laughs) I mean, it's ridiculous. We all know he can hit the ball a mile. We all know what his problems are on on the course. But, I mean, enough already. I mean, how does he wind up being favored with the likes of Rom and Scheffler when he has done what he's done in majors in the last eight years? I mean, give me a break. Enough already. I keep saying it tournament after tournament, and I'm not trying to pick on Rory. He's a nice guy. But give me a break. I mean, enough already. Enough already. If you're playing American golf right now, the way it is structured with the live guys doing what they do and then golf doing what it's doing. There's two players who are going to be at the top of the board every, almost every week if they're there. And that is Scheffler and Rom. They're the two best players in the world. They're the two best players playing on the PGA tour. They're the two best players right now in the world. Case closed. There's some guys who are getting better. There's some guys who are big threats. 
week in and week out. But the bottom line is those two are the best players. And Rom, hey, now he has a U.S. Open and a green jacket and is well on his way. And he played well yesterday. He didn't play brilliantly. He didn't have to play brilliantly. Kepka handed it to him on a absolutely put it on a tee and teed it up for him. That's how badly he gags yesterday. And that was disappointing. And that's something Kepka's going to have to live down now. Next time he has a lead in a major. Because usually it used to be, hey, if Kepka's on the front end of a major and he's there, he's going to grab it with both hands and, and run away. He didn't do it. He did not do it. But for everything that happened yesterday, including John Rahm slipping the green jacket on, they belong to Phil. And he remembered what he can achieve at 52 years of age going around Augusta and shoot a 65 on Sunday, 31 on the back nine. Wow. As we said, remember, Danny Hurley is going to join us, special guest on the podcast, uh, probably be up sometime late tomorrow. Enjoy your Monday, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan. And you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.